that it's rare in life that you ever get to hear firsthand from an expert about something in great detail. And when you do, you often have a newfound appreciation for what it is that you're listening about, right? Like I watched a documentary the other day on a tunnel and like, I don't give a fuck about tunnels. (laughs) But when I heard this expert speak about why it was so difficult to build a tunnel in London, and he explained it for like two hours, it was fascinating. And so our audience is in for a huge fucking treat today because we are going to be blessed by being able to hear about video games, especially wrestling video games, from one of the world's foremost authorities on the biggest wrestling video game ever. And why are we talking about this? Is because in this week's match, in the intro, the intro videos featured Kurt Angle and AJ Styles coming to the ring, but they had their walkout videos done through the TNA Impact video game. And so first, Jim, before we get into any of your background, any of that stuff, how was the TNA Impact game? It was trash. <laughs> it was it was un, it was underdeveloped. Like, they, they tried to hit certain marks and tried to be interesting with what they did instead of going with mm-hmm. tried and true method. And it was glitchy. And uh, like, when you make a game like that where you're trying to do 3D rendering... Right. Like, you have to put some money behind it. You can't go, well, this is the budget, and we're just going to let it rip with the budget we have. Uh, I see. So this is PlayStation 2, 3? When was this? Yeah, I, th- I think it's PlayStation 2. 2, I see, around that time, uh, right? So still, the graphics are sure. not yet refined, and it's still a little, bit, a little bit blocky. But even for that time, it's not good. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Okay, all right. So Jim is going to tell us about games. But before he tells us about games, because he knows so well... I'm going to give you my list of games, Jim. And I want to know from your point of view, what do you think about the games I like? Because I'm not the kind of guy who sits in front of a a game machine and plays games for hours and hours and hours. So the games I like are a little bit, I don't know how I'd call this, like on the surface, let's say they're not something you deeply get involved in. But the first game that I want your feedback on that I fucking loved, and it was my entry into wrestling games, was Matt Mania. What did you think about Matt Mania? I loved Matt Mania. I had, it's funny because in order to play Matt Mania, the only place that had it near me, it wasn't that close, was a bar called Bumpers. Okay. But, but my dad was a frequenter of Bumpers. Uh-huh. So I, I was like, I want to go in this place game. And I was young and they're like, they're like, kid, you can't be in here and play in a video game. I go, I don't want any alcohol. I go, and my dad is Bob Freeman. And they go, Oh, your dad's Bob Freeman. Yeah, you can come in here anytime and play. And like in my head, I'm like, what did my dad do to these people? <laughs> like, like is he is he that much of a patron, or did he scare the shit out of somebody? So I think we we've left some of the story out for our younger audience. At this time, you couldn't play this game in your house. This is an arcade machine where you had to go and find a place where the machine was and put a quarter into the machine to be able to play, right? So you went into a bar to be able to play it, right? Okay. And then it was, I think for me at least, it was the first early arcade wrestling game that really got you addicted and got you involved. And like, you know, it it was, I thought, very good, even though it was endless, like you won the championship and you just kept defending against the same six guys over and over. I really loved how the difficulty scaled up. And I went and I played it very recently. 
it still holds up quite well for a 2D game. I think it's quite good. Yeah, I love that game. And I used to cheat the shit out of it because if you slowly walk upwards and keep hitting the punch button, you could punch like Coco Savage in the head constantly (laughs) because he had a big head. And then like you would wear his meter out with punches. It didn't work on all the guys, but I definitely remember it working on Coco Savage. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Interesting. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one that I, I loved was WWF's WrestleFest, another arcade game where I believe there's a roster of eight guys and that machine at that time was so large and it was like a dedicated arcade console where you had stickers on the side of the machine and a marquee and it just had like this big appeal to the game. What did you think about WrestleFest? Yeah, I thought WrestleFest was great because you could have multiple people play and the finishers weren't like difficult to pull off and they looked good and the the graphics were just starting to get really good in video games at the arcade like they were always good Mm -hmm. but those were really good right and they made a remake of that now right like they use the same engine to create a game called retro what is it called retro wrestling retro Retro mania how is that i haven't played it yet but i'm sure it's good because it's that it's that engine i see so so it's got to be pretty good okay so that's the second one the next one on my list i'm gonna these are a little bit old is and it's a very different style of arcade game was the wwf wrestlemania arcade game that was kind of like a ripoff of mortal Kombat, but in a wrestling genre what'd you think of that thing? yeah i hate that thing i hate <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was yeah. like i understand that they were just trying to cash in on the mortal Kombat field but like i just thought it i just thought it was dumb right yeah, it was not a wrestling game. It no. was a Mortal Kombat game with wrestling skins. That's what it was, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, okay. And then the two that I know you're going to like is the, that are like have a big place in my heart are all Japan's Giant Gram series, especially Giant Gram 2000. I fucking love that game. Even today, the mechanics of the reversals and the lockups and stuff is so fucking excellent. It's I love it. I think it's great. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I think it's unique in what it does as far as the things you've mentioned. And I know AEW is coming out with a game, and I think it's using the No Mercy engine. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to see if they try to pull any of the things. from Because Kenny Omega is a huge video game guy. Right. And he's he's like one of the head guys, like kind of overseeing it. Mm -hmm. So... The the things we loved are the things he loved. So I, I think see. it's very possible we could see some of that stuff in the AEW game. So I don't remember the, or I don't remember is not the right word. I didn't get much time with All-Star Wrestling or the New Japan games around this time. Like I like these two All-Japan games. How are the New Japans, the Legends of Wrestling and All-Star Wrestling and all that? How did they, how were they? The one New Japan game is based on... What is that one called? I can't remember. Virtual Pro, maybe? Is that right. the new Yeah, Virtual Pro Wrestling, right? That game has the No Mercy engine. So it's it's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. For its time, would it would it hold up like Giant Gram does? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I see. But they're still pretty good. I don't know if you know the Giant Gram games here in Japan. They were like an arcade console where you could take your Dreamcast card and just go to an arcade, even if I find one today, and they're all over the place, even today. If I go to an old arcade game, I can take that, what is it, the VMU from my Dreamcast? I can plug it right into the arcade console and I can continue my game even still. (laughs) No shit. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's so fucking cool. So, okay, so I love, I think that game has lasting power. The graphics are good. 
The only thing is the audience looks a little bit shitty, but it was 2000, right? What do you expect? Yeah, it's 2000. Okay, and then the one that I guess, you know, this is where you're going to get to show off how good your knowledge is, is Fire Pro Wrestling D. I know you know the whole series, but can you give the audience in general like an overview? What was Fire Pro? How did it start? Where did it end up? And then where do you fit into the Fire Pro world? So, so Fire Pro started on the PC engine, like it's way long ago. And I accidentally found a copy of Fire Pro 3 final at like a local video game store that was going, a rental store that was going out of business. Okay. And I was like, how are all these Japanese guys? Cause I'm tape trading at the time. Okay. So I'm like, how did like, I'm like, oh my God, this game has a fucking running Liger bomb. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like it was, and I didn't, I don't know Japanese. I still don't know Japanese. And like, mm-hmm. I just sat there as a video game nerd and meticulously tried to figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, there's an edit mode for like 40 slots. And oh, there's all these guys that pre-made looks that you can do. And like, and like, there's like little graphics of what the moves are so i was able to start assembling guys and like and and fire six man scramble used to have i think that's the one that had the fictional storyline so you had these characters that were like ultimate muscle characters here that did like these insane moves and i'm like oh my god now it has these insane moves too and like a lot of times me and the guys wouldn't even play it like especially going to mike's like we would just randomly put six dudes in a battle royal and we would place like a buck down and we would bet on the matches and just let them play out. Cause like all the AI was like exactly tailored to that wrestler. So it was, it was awesome. And now it shockingly came back a few years later, a few years ago. And now they just did every single thing you could ever possibly want in that game. Like they made a create an entrance mode. They made create a move. Oh my God. They made create a move. So like, dude, if you told me any move, I could go on steam right now and type it in. Somebody has made it. And I mean, everything like coast, coast to coast Van Daminator. Um, like, like literally every conceivable move people have made. So now not only can you create, and you can create custom parts. So people make like the million dollar belt. They make certain masks. They make the way wrestlers look for, for four weeks when they were in WCW. Like, like it's, there's probably, I don't know, there's probably like 30,000 edits on fucking Steam. It's bananas. So is that community all like a, how do I call it, like a shared community where you can just go and download and pick up stuff? Or do you? Yes, no, it's completely free and completely shared. And it plays online now too, although the online was was shaky when I did it. I haven't done it in a while. I see. But like it's, but it has online, like it has every single thing you could have wanted Fire Pro to have when we played it in the 90s. Okay. So then how do you figure into the Fire Pro world and where do people know you from in Fire Pro? So people know me as Hoss in Fire Pro and I started a group called Fire Pro Club early, like 94, I think. And the reason I started it is I wanted to share edits. And like at that time, there was no download files. Like you couldn't download anything. And I didn't, I didn't understand the mechanics of like how to create a wrestler because it's super crazy in depth on that game. 
So I was trying to find people to help me translate the manual for people, or at least do the thing that I was doing where I was just like hunting, peck, figuring it out and then making notes. Like I looked like a, like a crazy person with the notebooks I used to have, like mapping out how to get to different screens and stuff. And then like making documents on the computer and sharing them. And I eventually like met some people that I, you know, online that were into the game and they helped me and some of, some of them knew Japanese. So they helped me a little bit more. And then as new versions came out, like more people came on. And then like, I would say at its height, which would probably realistically be six man scrambler just after, right. I think it, the, com- the community, which was, me of one when I started and we hung around like five or 10 people by the time six man scramble was in full swing. I think we were at 15,000 people. Wow. And this is, and this is before Facebook. This is before any social media. This is like a forum with like 15,000 registered users. And so you're spending pretty much your whole day outside of work dedicated to this game, right? And yeah, my wife was super happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that led to some fruitful relationships, right? Like you interacted with Cody. And I remember at one point, there were some other like Chikara stars. There were some other guys, right? Oh, yeah. I taught, I, yeah, like, like, yeah, like Reckless Youth and like a lot of um, Sign Guy Dudley. Like, uh, like, and there was guys that I'm not going to mention, not because... I don't want to mention them because I would surely love to boost my ego here. But like guys in, in, into wrestling would like talk to me, but don't want to be, you know, don't, don't tell anybody because they were still trying to keep kayfabe back then. So like the, the biggest, the biggest fan by far of fire pro is Stevie Richards. Yeah. I've heard about like, like, like by far, like he, he openly, but a lot of people played the game and a lot of people love that game. And now like, it's insane. Like all the, all the ultimate muscle finishers that are like insane. People have made them where like you skyrocket to the top of the arena and then you come back down. Like all that stuff is in there. Like it's nuts. That's amazing. I've, you know, the first time I got into that game was also six man scramble. And it's because I picked up a used Saturn when the Dreamcast came out, people were selling off their Saturn. So I got one cheap and I got into it. And to be honest with you, the timing was a little bit tricky for me at first. I didn't get the timing. And so it took time to get into it. But once you got the timing down, it's an easy to play game. Fire Pro D. Fire Pro D is the Dreamcast. Yeah, the scramble timing was really tricky. And then once I got that timing down and then I moved over to the Dreamcast, it was easy to pick up. But like starting off, like and just getting into it at first, knowing when to execute, like that the exact timing, that was a little bit hard. I, I found it, you know, not something that your grandfather could pick up and play and just go with. You know what I mean? No, I was pissed off. Like when I first played it, I took, I rented it and took it back, and I'm like, I fucking hate this game because I keep getting my ass kicked. Oh, like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. But then I decided to give it another try, and when I went to rent it, they were going out of business, and I was like, ah, I guess I'll buy it and I'll, I'll figure it out. And then once I figured it out, it was amazing. Right. Once you figure it out, it's amazing. Agreed. Agreed. And so, okay, so is there any inside tip that you'd have for a video game player who's interested in wrestling games about upcoming games or any games they have to pick up with or without Japanese that you think is a must own in their collection? Man, I think that AEW game is going to be really good. Like, oh. I think it's going to be really, really good. Like, like the WWE stuff is hit and miss and it's it's okay. It's 
the storylines are good. They come up with unique storylines and stuff. But like you're having a guy that plays video games, that lives playing video games, that's a wrestler, that's the head of production for this wrestling game. That AEW game is going to be amazing. I see. Okay, so the reason why we get into all of this actually before our match today is, as you can imagine, I went on the internet and I found a list of the best ever wrestling video games. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Produced by Gamer Rant. So the Bleacher Report had a list, okay? And uh, some other sister sites had their lists, but I thought, they don't really know video games, right? Like when I looked at the the way they decided, it seemed pretty vague. But so I searched a little bit more and I found this site called Gamer Rant and they talk about games. So I thought, all right, let's go with this. So this is the best ever video game. This is the most annoyed I've ever been before we've done one of these. All right, go <laughs> ahead. All right. This list was produced in March 2022. And there are 12 games on this list. I don't know why 12, but there's 12. Okay, the top 12. Number 12, Fire Pro Wrestling D. I don't even know. I don't even know what you want me to say to that. I'm going to... Right out of the gate. Uh, like, 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 first off, okay, here's why that's wrong. Because <laughs> Fire Pro D okay, had something that no other game yeah. had. Right. It had, if you knew somebody in Japan or you were able to access it, the online version of Dreamcast in Japan, every week they put a new move out that you could download to your VMU card. You paid like a dollar. And and they put roster updates. So they would put sets of guys up oh. that you could download for different leagues. And like 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 I know that's super common now. None of that shit existed then. Like that was revolutionary at the time. That's fantastic. <sighs> Okay, so that makes or that what justifies this to be the 12th best game. The 11th best game, WWE SmackDown, Here Comes a Pain. No. Like it was like, 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 sure, it belongs to be low on the list because it's got, it's got good storylines, it's got a good roster, but like, I, you're going to have to have WWE games on this list. And I don't, and I don't fault that. Sure, some. But sure. like, after. Mm-hmm. The WWE games to me are like Madden. Like once you've played it a bunch of times, it's just uh, a roster update. Okay, so then one WWE game is enough for this list. So number ten is another WWE game, but it's called WWF Attitude. Yeah, it's a similar, it's a similar kind of game. Yeah, I think it's a very very similar game. I think the Attitude Era intro video was cool, but other than that, nothing stands out to me about WWF Attitude. Okay, so now we're in the top ten. Number nine. Legends of Wrestling 2. How was this one? Not good. Like that game, that game tried to take people that um, people would care about and put them in a match, but the engine's mm-hmm. kind of wonky. Like it's it's okay. I it's see. okay. Okay, the next game I have no experience with. Uh, number eight, WWE Day of Reckoning 2. I didn't even know there was a Day of Reckoning 1. How is Day of Reckoning 2? Yeah, I don't, that's not ringing a bell. Let me... It's just like the other wrestling games. Like it's the same similar engine. Like it's the same it's the same as the other two. Oh, it's it's oh, actually I should I should take that back. It had THQ engine which which now that I'm thinking about that's the really good engine like No Mercy. 
So it's actually, I would like to retract that and say that one's probably pretty good. I just don't remember. It. Okay. Number seven, Fire Pro Wrestling World. What was the difference between Fire Pro Wrestling World and Fire Pro Wrestling World? That's the new one. That's the one that you can download all the moves for. Like, that's the one. That's the ultimate edition of Fire Pro. Number seven. <sighs> okay. So I guess in your mind, before we get through this list, that would be the number one best wrestling game. Would you say that's the best game? I think it's the best game, but people care an awful lot about graphics. Like for me, to, for a wrestling right. game to do any wrestling, like there's a manager's mode where you can build the league and you have to have a budget. And like, like that game has literally everything. Like they totally fanboyed out to everybody that's ever played Fire Pro. And it's in English. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's in English. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Okay, number six, WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Same as the other ones. And I'm going to go back to World and say not, <laughs> o- not only no Fire Pro before World had any licensing, it has a New Japan license and a Stardom license on that game. Wow, that's cool. Like That's amazing. Like, yeah. Whatever. For Fire Pro... Like you often had, instead of like Masahiro Chono, you'd have Masachono Hero, right. right? Like it would be a name <laughs> that you could manipulate. But if it's licensed, all the official names, all the official, like everything's official. That makes Yeah, and you can still make more. your own guys, but like all the, the download packs and stuff for all official dudes and the guys in, the, like Kenny Omega's in that game. Wow, that's cool. Wow, wow. Okay, let's get it back to Sorry. our list. No problem. Number five, WWE 2013. It's the same thing <laughs> as added. It's the same engine as the other games that are the rest. I mean, like they tweak it and they change things, but it's it's Madden. Okay, next. Another one on this Madden list. Number four, WWE All-Stars. All-Stars is that dumb one, I think, where you, um like everybody's over the top. It's like super... Everybody's jacked, ah, like they're right. like they're from the steroid era. They released that on and, iOS as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and they just have over the top finishers and stuff. Like it's a good arcade game if you're looking for an arcade feel. I see. Okay, so that brings us to our final three, Jim. I always ask you to bust the list. Mike was very good at this. The best three video games ever, considering Fire Pro Wrestling D is gone. Fire Pro Wrestling World is gone, and Legends of Wrestling 2 is gone, and then a whole bunch of WWE games. Any ideas on the top three? If you get number one, I will fucking lose my shit. I can't believe this. Um, I would say WCW versus the world. Okay. No Mercy. Yes. And what went the third one? This is wrestling games of all time. Correct. Um... I've owned I've owned like ninety five percent of. Um, I it's gotta man like if it was if it was me it would be it would be Giant Graham but I know it's not okay but go ahead so you've missed all of these three you haven't gotten a single one <laughs> <laughs> okay the third greatest wrestling video game of all time according to Gamerant is a game that you've already shit on. It's WWF <laughs> WrestleMania, the arcade game. Number three, it's not even a fucking wrestling Ugh. game. Number two is a famous game, but I fucking hated it. And I'm curious what you think. Number two, 
Saturday Night Slam Masters. What did you think about that? Saturday Night Slam Masters? No. Like, (laughs) uh, like that's... Is that the one with the is that the one with the giant button? No, that the f- that game fucking sucks. I know what game you're talking about. That's even worse. This is the game. Saturday Slam Masters is the is the um the Neo Geo one, right? I think it's the one with Hagar, right? Hagar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. That's that's a fighting game, right? It's a fighting game, and that brings us to the number one. I wish I had a drum roll, Jim, because you're not gonna fucking believe this answer. According to Gamerant. The greatest wrestling game ever. And please be aware, this list was published in March of 2022. The greatest wrestling game ever. Def Jam, Fight for New York City. What are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I, I, I know that that game is a list of like hip hop. Yeah like rappers and they do like a wrestling match right like it's a it's it's wrestling using hip-hop guys i haven't played it i've seen it i heard that it had good reviews have you ever played it i have played it not that it's not good but it's not again it's it's kind of like i i can't believe that's fucking number one (laughs) it's not even a wrestling game nobody in their right mind would call this a fucking wrestling game I don't know what you'd call it. An action. It's a it's a fighting, fighting game. game. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. I would not call it a wrestling game. But I holy fuck! What a crazy list! Unbelievable. Well, it's it's the reason it's on the list is because it's based off of virtual pro wrestling. Like uh, that's the engine it uses. Right, 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 right. And that's the same engine. That's the same engine as No Mercy, and I think that's the same engine as WCW versus the World. Like it's a rest. It's a wrestling game. I see. I see. But it's but it's not. Like, I like just because I can, I I can put Ghostface Killer versus Ludacris doesn't make it a wrestling game. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So this this list could be the worst list we've ever done, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> that's saying a lot. This week's match, TNA, at this time, this is pre-Hogan, pre-Bischoff TNA. It's a six-sided ring. And so before we get into the match, I know this was like their kind of key point to get people into this match. Jim, what do you think about the six-sided ring? Yeah, I, I thought it was weird. Like, it didn't, like it didn't add anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think... I think when you look at it, like they're trying to invoke come some kind of UFC feeling or something, but like it didn't add to the excitement or it didn't make intrigue that there was like extra sets of buckles. Like it's like, Oh, it's a six sided ring. I thought when they had six man tag matches in that ring, it was cool, but for singles matches, it did nothing. You're right. I agree. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. So that's the first thing. Then uh, the other thing here is the, the crowd before we get into the commentary and the referee, the crowd is really, really hot at this time. I guess, you know, TNA was doing quite well. They'd gotten out of the weekly pay-per-views by this time and had a regular TV show and they're having regular pay-per-views. This is a pay-per-view main event. It seemed like it was on the right track at this point. Uh, what did you think about TNA at this time? You know, Angle is a huge get at this time because he's nowhere near done. Right. 
And I was very surprised that he he was either didn't resign or let go or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a very odd that especially because he has the intangible of Mike's skills. Right. Like he's got everything. So I mean, he's got he's literally the complete a complete wrestler. Like you could build any league on him. So they probably threw as much money at him as humanly possible, and he delivered on it. Now the problem with TNA is like. Once you start let, letting Russo and other guys do like goofy things, mm-hmm. you're out of luck. And they certainly don't have the budget like AEW has now to bring in guys to to be okay to fail for ratings for a little bit. Like they didn't they didn't have that luxury. Like if those those weekly pay per views were so bizarre, but it made them enough money to get through. So it's funny you mentioned like those bizarre booking choices and things because in this match, there's a whole bunch of decisions that are kind of crazy that ruin an otherwise quite excellent match. Like the we'll get into it later, but like the finish and then yeah, the, the whole bunch of stuff going on here. That's messy. But the biggest mess of all is the fucking stipulations. We've talked about like our matches that we like before and we don't like and we both disagreed like we both agreed that we didn't like two out of three falls matches only to like every two out of three falls match we watched on this <laughs> podcast ever but this match is this is awful you have to beat a guy with a three count and then he has to not get up for 10 why not just make this a last man standing match why would you go to the effort of giving the guy a 13 count to stand up right that's what this is <laughs> right. what the hell just that part me- that part is dumb like if you could take that out of this match this is this is a five star match agreed agreed it was so anticlimactic you've got the unnecessary pinfall and then the build up to the 10 but that if he's you know not able to get up for the 10 it's obvious the pinfall is going to happen there's no like, you know, like close fall panic and pandemonium. I don't know what they were. It was just stupid, really stupid. Okay, that's first. Then the other thing that was stupid is it's like designed to be not like a death match, but a no disqualification, no count out, no nothing, no whatever. And they've got Kurt Angle bandaged up on his head. But underneath the bandages, there are no stitches. There's no cut. So <laughs> when AJ Styles punches the band-aids, band-aids off of his head, there's no blood and there's no scarring. And so what the hell is the point of all of that? Like, I don't understand what that storytelling was. Did you get that? Yeah, they're just trying to, like, this whole thing that, and this is Russo at the time, maybe, that's the right. booker. I'm not 100%. Like, this fake intrigue or we're going to make new intrigue with like this, this weird last man standing match where you have to pin first or angles, angles hurt. Like if you want to do angles hurt, like tape his shoulder, like do something that makes sense. Right. Right. It was so stupid. And the guy already has a broken neck, which is a selling point of this match. Why would you have to put a fake cut on his forehead? And then, you know, like (laughs) it's just so stupid. Okay. So those dumb things out of the way, then the commentary, this is the first time for me, to hear Don West. I really like Tanay. I've talked about it I'm at length before. He's probably, of all the modern guys, he's my most favorite. I just like the cadence in his voice. I like his professionalism. I love how he delivers matches. Don West is not bad. Like sitting next to, you know, Tanay, anybody in the booth sounds good, I think. I think there's nobody who sounds bad. What do you think of Don West? Yeah, he's okay. Like he's 
he's serviceable. Like, mm-hmm. but that's his role is to be that, right? Like, right. I think when you have Tanay, you just want somebody to throw a little splash in there and let Tanay run as much as you can. Agreed, agreed. And so the commentary was fine. And then the referee didn't get much in the way, but, you know, didn't do anything great, didn't do anything bad. There was a couple of flubs in the match, but not his fault. Rudy Charles, I don't know much about him. Any thoughts about this guy? Yeah, I don't know too much about him. He was He was fine. Yeah, he was okay. All right, so... Let's get into the match. So the match starts, and this is a young AJ Styles. I guess he's on the come up. He looks very different than he does today. He's like a early Shawn Michaels, rockers looking kind of guy. Like he doesn't have the long hair, but he's got that general look and that attitude. What do you think of AJ Styles at this point in his career? Not yet very polished, but he's on his way up. Yeah, but you can tell he's good. And this is pre even pre-Bullet Club, like mm-hmm. going to Japan, like... He's, you can tell he's got skill. Like he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have mic skill at this time, but you can tell he's athletic. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Very athletic. And a lot of the things that he did physically in this match showed that he belonged to be in this position, although he was a little bit green compared to angle and the way he appealed to the crowd and the way he seemed to be not a hundred percent comfortable in his skin yet, but technically very, very, very good. And as we mentioned, angle is outstanding outstanding okay so the match starts crowd is really really into it and they start off with a a bit of feeling out back and forth until aj styles throws a drop kick i mentioned before in our podcast that i think okada kazuchika okada rainmaker has the best drop kick in the game aj styles not far behind what do you think about his drop kick yeah i think his drop kick is great and i also like the fact that the crowd was so hot and Angle just kept leaving the ring in the beginning. Right. And per- and purposely even drawing more heel heat. Like, that's a guy that knows how to work a crowd. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally outstanding. Totally, totally outstanding. In every aspect, he's great. I, You know, it's rare that I find guys in wrestling that I think are like the perfect package. Like, even... My favorite's Kobashi, right? Kobashi's great, but he doesn't ever grab the mic. He doesn't need to grab the mic, but if he did grab the mic, no. that's his weakness. Like, you know, he just doesn't have that. And so, He would never work in the U.S. Right. He would never, never work. Right, never, right. But like Angle, there's nothing he can't do. He can do everything. He can do absolutely everything. I agree. Okay, so he knows what to do. He gets a crowd in whenever he needs them in. He bails when he has to bail. He just, he just, his timing is fantastic. Okay, so they start working and then this match really starts picking up when AJ Styles hits Angle with a clothesline, sending Angle over the top to the ground, and then AJ Styles does a tope over the top, and then they have a pin on the outside. But this fucking match, they haven't announced <laughs> that you can get pins on the outside in the beginning in this No, play. not at all. So, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, whose idea is this? And so, very frustrating. I didn't understand what was going on there. <laughs> and so you agree with me, Jim, right? Like just chaos, right? Yeah, I, I do. Like you need, like at the beginning of the match, this is a false count. I need, like, like you need to just get that out there so you know. Right. Nobody knows what's going on. And then from there, <laughs> they go back into the inside and the outside, the inside and the outside. And it's kind of a little bit convoluted, but I think they're just trying to demonstrate that, you know, anything could happen anywhere. And later on, it, it kind of flows but in the beginning you're just confused because the announcers don't know and they're probably not told because today is very competent and i'm sure if he was told yes. he would have yeah okay so then from there they do a couple of cool spots until finally when they go to the outside 
AJ Styles tries to do a springboard off of the guardrail into a DDT, but gets caught by Angle, and Angle throws AJ Styles into a suplex into the guardrail. And then after he does that, he takes down it's what's that thing called? His like gear, like he takes the the thing. Yeah, yeah, the strap. Yeah, he takes down the strap, and then he goes like, "Woo!" You know, like like he like flexes and he gets really into the match. You could tell like he's really, really in in stride at that point. I love how he appeals to the crowd to show them like he's showing off about how good he is. The moves are so fluid and so smooth. And then from there, you know that he's going to take over. But at that point, AJ Styles reverses angle, throwing him in to the next guardrail, punches angle in the head. And as I mentioned already, Angle's Band-Aid goes flying off to reveal no cut, no stitches, no scar. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, awful. Really awful. Did you notice that right away, Jim? Or were you like... Yeah. No, I noticed it. Like, I knew it. I knew you were going to bring it up because it's such an unnecessary thing to do to build hype in the map. Right. Absolutely unnecessary. So, okay. So then from there... They work on the outside. They do a suplex on the ramp. And then they go to the side of the ramp where Angle attempts to do a a kind of belly-to-belly suplex. To, I'm sorry, belly-to-back suplex to Styles off the stage onto the ground. But Styles, in the middle of it, kind of tries to wiggle out and reverse out. And so he lands on his feet. It's a kind of like an awkward little spot. And so then to cover that, Angle does a somersault to hit styles on the ground and the audience view is obstructed so they don't really know what's going on but it's just it was a little bit of a messy spot there you know after watching the ramp spot with bischoff taking the power bomb off the ramp to the ground by the nwo any spot on that ramp there has to kind of look devastating i think it didn't look really good it looked like they just kind of muffed it up what do you think about that yeah like any any ramp spot should be like both men down or one man destroyed. And so, okay, so from there, they go, Angle does the somersault, then takes the action back to the ring. And then as he gets back into the ring, this is where now this match really, really starts to pick up, right? And it's like, oh my God. So Angle grabs Styles in the middle of the ring, in a belly to belly, and just fucking launches him (laughs) and standing like still standing (laughs) like like didn't even go through with it like that's nuts the power this guy has i heard him talking once before about training for the olympics and so he said you know while my competitors are like training and trying to do their best i'm figuring out what i can do to beat them so he said he found out one of the top guys who he was training against used to run five kilometers every day up a hill so he put his brother, who's almost exactly his same size, on his back, and he ran up that hill every day, 5K. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, are you fucking crazy? He said, yeah, nobody's going to beat me on stamina. He goes, nobody's going to beat me on effort. You can beat me in skill. You can beat me on ability, but you're not going to beat me in effort. And I was like, holy fuck. And the, that's why like, that's why he's throwing around styles like it's nothing, because the training he had done to prepare himself for the Olympics was absolutely absurd totally absurd damn yeah okay then from there we get a long rest spot because the the spots are pretty intensive and then aj styles does something outstanding he i've never seen it before he has angle in kind of like a backbreaker 
and he spins Angle around into like a seated spinning power bomb. I don't know what that's called. I don't know if it's unique to this match. I don't remember seeing it before. I know it's very tricky to get the timing right. I loved it. And for a guy of AJ Styles' size at that time to do that to Angle, who's substantially bigger than him, even Tanae and West are caught off guard. They they don't call it anything. thought it was a nice little move. What do you think about that? I think it says something when today doesn't know what to call it. Right. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like I, I wrote down torture rack bomb because like I I don't know if that's the name. Like it was, but it looks awesome. Yeah, it looked great. Really great. You know, I think timing is a, a great issue. These two guys, their timing was just so outstanding. Outstanding. And then from there, we get uh, a couple of interesting things, which eventually leads to a really, really, really great sequence where Styles tries to go to the top. Angle catches him, gets pushed off the top. Styles goes off the top. Angle catches him in a powerbomb, goes for the Styles Clash, gets reversed, turns into an ankle lock. And this is great. But the problem with all this is Angle taps. Now he has 10 seconds to stand up. It's fucking nothing. There's nothing. There's no like, right. yeah, I was like, what the fuck? If this was a regular match and that was a finish, it would have been a great finishing sequence. And it reminded me a lot of the match between a uh, John Cena. And we did a match once before with John Cena and uh, not Roman Reigns. I can't remember, but we did a match where there was a very, very beautiful reverse sequence, reverse, 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 reverse. I thought it was uh, John Cena and CM Punk. Had it, right, right. yeah, excellent match. Like they did something like this too, but because of the the stipulation here, it's kind of totally stupid, right? What did you agree with that? What do you think? Yeah, like it's it almost makes more sense to tap immediately and then stand up because then you can just get out of the move. Right, right. Why would you struggle to? Why would you endure? Yeah, why get? Why endure the torture? Yeah, agreed. Totally dumb. Totally, totally dumb. Okay, and then from there, after Angle gets up. AJ Styles goes for a reverse DDT slingshot off the ropes only for Angle to duck, hit him with a low blow, bunch of German suplexes. Murders him with a bunch of Germans. <laughs> then he really he just lets him go on the fourth one. I think he lost count. Just <laughs> threw him in the air. And then, the you know, Tanay is like saying, like, look how strong Angle is. Look how great it is. But, you know, they don't go anywhere from there until AJ Styles hits the enzigiri. Perfect, perfect, Enziger. Really, really great. But these counts, these close counts, they're meaningless because you have to stand up for 10 after. So I'm like, I'm never, ever vested in the count being something I need to be worried about because I need to be worried about the guy getting up after. So I would just take the three count every time. Why would you kick out? Just wait. <laughs> right. right? It doesn't fucking make sense. Okay, so then from there, we get AJ Styles to the top. And unfortunately, there's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful spot here. But the camera angle is a little bit messed up. The referee fucks up the finish, kind of. AJ Styles gets credited with or gets attributed. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. He gets pinned, but it looks like he's actually kicked out. The, the ref fucked that up or the a camera. I don't know what. There was like a little bit of confusion there. And then from there, we get an angle slam, quick fall, and then we get to the finish. So I don't want to walk us through the finish jim i want your like feedback before i describe it what do you think about the finish here i thought it wasn't the most devastating thing that happened in the match not that it's not devastating mm -hmm. but like when you do a match like this where somebody can't stand you're yeah. expecting a weapon 
or you're expecting a finisher on a chair. Mm -hmm. Like you're expecting something where, where somebody is, Oh, that's definitely the end. Right. And when I watched it, I, I still thought he could get back up and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, this is, this is my problem with this match. Like, aren't they counting both guys yep. at the finish? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's not even the stipulation. Yeah, totally ridiculous. So when I thought that the end sequence itself, when they get to the top and they first go for a superplex, then they both stand up on the top and they go, it looks like it's going to be a belly to belly. And then he reverses it or hooks him into a DDT. I thought that interplay and that excitement was really great. You didn't know what was coming. And it looked like he flubbed the DDT. Like they did a DDT when they weren't supposed to do a DDT because the guy has a broken neck and it's pretty vicious. Right. Like I loved I loved that. Great. But after that, why are they counting Styles? You're right. That's kind of really ridiculous. Then Angle doesn't answer the count. AJ Styles wins. It's a big push in his career. Gets him over. But then after that happens, I'm not sure what the fuck I'm watching anymore. Why does, <laughs> after winning the match, why does AJ Styles care enough to come back into the ring and attack Angle after having already won? And then why does Sting come out to attack <laughs> Styles? And then why does Nash come out to confront Sting? Who the fuck is what? What's a heel? What's a, what the fuck is going on here? Because they're trying to put, they're trying to push the next angle way too soon. Like they're trying to maybe turn AJ or like, like it's, it's just a mess. Like you should have just cut the feed and been done. And you could have, <laughs> and you could have did that stuff on the next TV show. Right. There's no need to do it here. You can do a turn in a match. I'll point to a good example. I think when Tommy Dreamer and Raven had Raven's last match at, I can't remember the name, maybe Cyber Slam or Wrestlepalooza. And at the end of the match, when Raven leaves, because he's going to WCW, instead of having the crowd focus on Raven and saying goodbye, they turn off the lights. And what do you see? You see fucking Sabu in the ring. Then lights go off. Then you see Van Damme in the ring. And then lights go off. And you see Jerry Lawler in the ring. And now nobody remembers Raven was even here five minutes ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you you've now told a story that everybody's interested in. And that last guy who was there, he's faded out of the ring. You don't need to tell that guy's story right there, right then. You can go to something else, right? And they just, I don't know why, so convoluted. There's four fucking guys involved in the story. Nobody seems to be related to anybody else for any reason. <laughs> oh, and this is indicative, I think, of why TNA struggled so much for so long. It's because it's convoluted. It's just fucking... Well, they want to lean on... They, they spent so much time leaning on... And I hate when people say ex-WWE guys because they're not ex-WWE guys or ex-WCW guys. They're just wrestlers that aren't working somewhere. So right. these these guys are just pushed because they're names and they're, they're, they're past their prime. Angle's not at this time, but those other guys definitely are. Right. And you're, you're just like, oh, I have name recognition. I'm going to push... Isn't it more... like The people that bought the pay-per-view have already bought the pay-per-view. Why right. are you... Why are you launching angles to not build up your next pay-per-view? Yeah, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I think that's a common mistake of Russo. Like, he's kind of Well, that's, like, the, that's the Goldberg mistake, right? Like, how yeah. much would that pay-per-view would have made where he beat Hogan? Mm -hmm. Like, he just wanted to beat Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And, in, 
Like, that would have been one of the biggest gates for a pay-per-view ever, and you put it on fucking Nitro. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Man Podcast. You can tag in with a DM. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to tag out. <laughs>